Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hey everyone, you're listening to The Public Affair with me, Andrew G. I see someone different every episode, but do me a favor, keep it between us. Hey guys, what's going on? It's me, Andrew G, and welcome to another, I should say, interesting episode of The Public Affair. Um, before we get started with this really informative episode, I definitely want to use this opportunity to thank you guys again so much for all the love and support. It really means the world to me that every week you guys don't let me down, you continue to watch, and I just really want to use this opportunity to thank you guys again so much for just for all the support. You guys are the best. I love you all so much. I can't say it enough, and and, and like exude how much I mean it. So thank you guys so much. Um, big shout out to Rogue Media Network, of course. We got Mike and Allison always um, producing and editing my episodes. We got Jeffrey here today. He's giving me pajama vibes. I love it. <laughs> hey, Jeffrey. <laughs> um, okay, so before we get started with my very special guest, I definitely want to use this opportunity to give a shout out to just a few of our sponsors of this episode of The Public Affair. This episode is brought to you by Four Brothers Construction with my boy, Joe Olvera. He provides custom home designs and renovations. He also focuses on roofing, remodeling, plumbing, tree removal, electrical work, and so much more joe and his entire team of delicious men are building affordable dream homes for you i love that let me just i love that guy so much he's been an avid supporter of this show for the longest time and i just want to use this opportunity during his ad to thank him so much and embrace him virtually joe overa thank you so much for everything you do for the public affair make sure you guys call the number on your screen for the um, next consultation with four brothers construction of course my boy frank biza with bnj refinishing he focuses on resurfacing bathtubs counters sinks tiles and more to original showroom quality darling he offers five-year warranty on most work and has the best prices in town that guy is a true hustler a true entrepreneur you can also hit him up for inflatables like a mechanical bull oh i gotta get one margarita machines tables chairs a foam machine and so much more making all your parties super duper litty kitty my boy frank biza has been another advent sponsor of the public affair i truly appreciate you bro best of luck to everything that you're doing he that guy you can't stop him can't stop Frank Biza. I love him so much. Of course, to my boy David Santavanez with Alinea Real Estate. Uh, excuse me, the number one sales agent in his office. I hope you buy a home or sell your property. Make sure you follow him on Facebook at David with Alinea. Call the number on the screen, darling, for all your real estate inquiries. Uh, me and David got to catch up the other day. That guy is doing really well. Um, and we're actually planning a good old lunch at, you guessed it, Pee Wee's Crab Cakes on the go. In Hewitt, Texas, with my girl Anika Armstrong serving the most authentic Cajun cuisine, darling. We have to say that again. The most authentic Cajun cuisine with a wide selection of signature crab cakes, pasta, seafood, and more. My favorite is the blackened chicken seafood pasta. I love rolling around in it so much. And the top recommended is the southern fried catfish special served with seafood, pasta, potato salad, and six fried shrimp. The fish is topped with hudat sauce. I'm not going to tell you what it is because you got to head over to 108 Gym Drive in Hewitt or order online at order peewee's crab cakes on the go.com. My girl Anika Armstrong. Oh, she's about to have some brunch too. She's opening for brunch soon. My girl Anika's not playing games. Thank you so much for sponsoring this episode of The Public Affair. Of course, to Midway Nutrition with my boy Marcos Colero, located at 511 North Hewitt Drive. He offers meal replacement shakes with tons of different flavors and delicious teas, darlings. My favorites are the Honey Nut Cheerios, the Gladiator, and the Cherry Berry Tea is absolutely scrumptious. Make sure you head there for your delicious meal replacement, especially when you want to call Snatch. You know, summertime's coming up, and he's going to help you out with that. My boy Marcos Colero, thank you so much for sponsoring this episode of The Public Affair. Oh, and I can't go on without thanking Miss Sonia Childers with Sonia's Event Planning 
and rentals. She's an event planner that specializes in the wedding, quinceañeras, baby showers, corporate events, and more appointments only. So take the stress of planning your event off your shoulder. Reach out to schedule a consultation at Childers1994 at yahoo.com or call the number on the screen. My girl Sonia just came through for me this past weekend with that gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous chair for my photo shoot. Thank you so much, Sonia. You are the go. I truly appreciate you. Thank you for sponsoring this episode of The Public Affair. All right, guys. So I am very, very... Um I should say, I, I am excited to do this episode. We're taking a bit of a different direction on this episode. You know, um, I really like talking on true topics. And for this particular episode, I really have sat on it for actually quite a few months. Um, I knew that I always wanted to have this person on to tell his story. And I just didn't know if it would be inappropriate, if you will. Um, this... This person is a cancer survivor, and um, I really wanted to have this person on the show to tell his story about how he was able to overcome it all. Um, I, I just felt like now was the right time. Recently, I've had a lot of family members affected with that disease, and I, I just really wanted to use this platform to help him share his story and and hope give um, maybe help people um, give some hope, if you will, if yeah. that came out right. Okay. Um, without further ado, I'm I'm more than honored and more than thankful to welcome Mr. Robert Archiga. To the public affair. <laughs> Did I say it right? Yes. I said I it. We were practicing that's how you said I can roll my R's. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> how you doing? I, yeah, I, I was trying to be gangster about it, but oh. <laughs> okay. Now Robert came in with the headphones all like I thought we were making a mixtape here for a second. I thought we were gonna start rapping. <laughs> okay. Now Robert, don't forget we gotta get you to talk on the mic, all right? <laughs> okay. yeah, we yeah. wanna we wanna hear you, okay? All no, right, no, right. no, honestly, I I'm like I was just telling the viewers, I yeah. was really um, nervous actually to hit you. I know we've met before in passing, Two and I really times, yeah. yes, and I really wanted to have you on the show because I know that you're a cancer survivor. You're relatively young, and I know that that's a very sensitive subject to talk about. Um, obviously, it affects a lot more people than we want it to, yeah. um, and it's it it's a disgusting disease. But you know, um, you much. you survived it. And, and I really think that I really hope that some people that watch this episode um, can, you know, it'll kind of give them that that string of hope, if you will, yeah, if that right sounds right. It, yeah. Give yeah. Them find a chance. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and um, I'm sure it was difficult for you and I definitely want to get into it. So, first of all, just yeah. really thank you for agreeing to come on. I, I really appreciate no, no, it. No, thank you for reaching out to me no it's well, an honor i'm oh well thank you <laughs> you know you watch the public affair i know yeah. you know i actually not too long ago i just posted that video of you yeah, um, i was watching dj uh renee dj renee Taz, dj Ax, and, yeah, yeah that's how Alex, we met yeah. you didn't know who i was which i was <laughs> no. Not that, no i just, just remember your name. Yeah. I, i'm that person yeah, i know i was supposed to be doing my school my, uh, i was working and yeah. yeah here's it and what are you doing you're yeah. kind of, you're kind of doing something you're not supposed to right right uh, uh, he's like no well excuse me the exact words were and who's that guy <laughs> <laughs> okay. So nice. No, no, I'm kidding. You know, and then now you're here. So yeah. it's, you know, I, I just, I'm really grateful. I'm really grateful because I, I just, again, I've really felt like it was important to touch on this subject. I know I, I talk a lot about a lot of real things on this show. And this is a real thing. Unfortunately, this is a real thing that people go through. And I, I just... Um, really just wanted to touch on it. But before we get started with all that, can we mm. have you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about who you are and such, please. Life all growing up. All right. Um, well, I'm born and raised right here in Waco, Texas. You know, mm -hmm. it's my home. North side, south side, uh, Belmead. I lived out there too. Oh, is is Belmead like past East Side? Mm -hmm. Is that is that considered East Side or not? I don't consider East Side. You don't consider no, East Side. No. Okay. Once you pass over that little bridge, it's Belmead. Oh well, Belmead's the mud. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I yeah. learned that when the DJs were. Yeah, wrong. that's okay. how I met Renee and uh, Adrian and them. Yeah, yeah. I went to school with them. Okay. And uh, so I'm birthday from here. I'm twenty eight. You know, yeah. I'm married, 
10 years now to my shout high out, school sweetheart. Shout out Nadia. Nadia. She's so hot. I love her. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> gotta, man, she be trying to work out. I'm like, no, you got to slow down. No. Let me catch up. You know? Nadia's working out. Yeah. Hey, please. I want to look like Nadia. Okay. I know she's beautiful, <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. She's gorgeous. And um, we've got three kids, a nine-year-old, a five, six-year-old, a uh-huh. four-year-old, boys, all boys. All boys? Man, they run me crazy. So oh, the really? The little one. You know, have you ever seen on Facebook, the mm-hmm. little little gorilla with the big gorilla say testing my gangster oh yeah that's yeah that's jason oh that's yeah. the youngest one he, yeah he wow. tests me all the time <laughs> is he a back talker or what is he doing talker and everything <laughs> i got i got electrocuted back in um was it september oh the week of september, i got electrocuted fixing my house i was about to sell it yeah yeah and um he bullies me man he'll come and daddy Oh wow! I got uh, he's funny, but he's yeah, yeah, boy, right there, give me a run for my money. Oh, okay, got uh, you. Other two, they're good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Are you guys stopping, or are you trying to have a daughter? I can't have no more. Oh, Duda, oh, oh yeah. we're gonna talk. Oh my god, that I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, <laughs> oh. no, no, I no, I really, I'm really okay. Yeah, no, <laughs> we're gonna no, talk no. about why you can't in just yeah. a minute. Okay, yeah, okay. but um, yeah, I apologize for that. I, I complete. That's completely spaced out but um, hey you know can we talk a little bit about your life growing up so you mentioned that you are from waco and stuff yeah, um what what kind of person were you growing up i mean were you that kind of I kid was, that was getting in mischief or were you kind of oh, relatively man, good kid man. or um well what's crazy i was good up until like third fourth grade yeah and um something just switched in me i just didn't want to take nobody's bs no more i didn't care oh. who you were what it was about i just wasn't gonna take it no more oh okay um i was a quiet kid i actually didn't start talking until i was five. Oh, right really mom and dad um I don't know why. Uh, then I had a tumor in my back when I was around that age. So oh. I walked with like a hunch. Okay. It was about the size of a golf ball in oh, my wow. back. I got a huge scar. Really? Oh, okay. The same as, I got two now front you, and back. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, this is from cancer. That was from the, uh, the, when I was five From or the, six. the lump. The uh, tumor. Or the tumor, excuse yeah. me. Okay. And um, so just in fourth grade, I just flipped the script and uh, I was just uh, started getting a lot of trouble talking back. Okay. I didn't really get into fights at that moment. I was just more talking back, just being rebellious okay got you uh fifth grade got in more trouble mm-hmm. sixth grade a little more then when i hit seventh grade that's when i became um started fighting a lot right more. right okay got, uh, from seventh grade all the way up until i was 18 and all i did was fight did it stem from bullying though or were you just being like well i was always small you know oh, okay. now i was smaller than i am now you know i was probably like five yeah foot tall 120 not like 90 pounds. I was oh, small. okay, I was got real you. Small. Yeah, yeah. And, um, oh, so you just had the little man syndrome. Yeah. If you will. I guess like, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. And everybody, if I was bigger than me, I never really fought somebody smaller than me. And right. I was younger. And that just stemmed from me just being a protector. Oh, okay, it's got crazy you. that my friend just got out of prison the other day and we were talking about it. Uh-huh. He blames me. He's like, you fuck because you are Chica. Oh, wow. Like, nah, man. It's because of you. You know, yeah, you yeah. somebody's girl or something. Okay. I had to defend you. Like, oh, so he went to jail because of you, is what he's saying. Come on. Yeah. No, no, when we got older, we kind of, we yeah. Kinda, he, we went. I went to the good route. He continued. Oh, okay, got um, you. I just, you know, as I got older, um, mm-hmm. teenage and high school, you know, um, my sister was a year above me. Yeah, we yeah. had the same friends. Right. And I just, at that time, it just, I was a protector. You know, what I mean? okay, I wasn't got you. Let nobody disrespect my friend, disrespect right. me, talk bad to us, especially if they weren't around. Okay. Then I was taught growing up, they get in that space. Yeah. You, know, you hit first, ask later. Oh wow. Okay. Um, so I hit first, ask later. And, okay. And then my pops, he didn't make it easier. He told me, um, he always told me, do what you got to do. Oh, wow, really? Um, so I, I fought, you know. I felt like I justified it by saying, what dad? You said, do what I got to do. <laughs> you know? And um, then I slowed down when we had, me and Nadia had Jordan. Okay. Right out of high school, man. Oh, uh, so you guys were young parents. 18. Oh, wow. Okay. She got pregnant that uh, April of 2012. Yeah. She he came early in December of 2012, but. 
Uh, that's what really slowed me down. Okay, got you. Uh, and, you know, I would have been, if it wasn't for her, the baby, uh, or Jordan, I would have been locked up with there right now, honestly. Wow, really? Okay. I wasn't stopping. So having the kids just saved your life. Okay. Really, yeah. And again, Turned around, whole 360. Yeah, they say that happens. And then, you know, a lot, a lot of the reasons it says that, that you were acting out that way or whatever is just really because you were just instilled with that mentality, right? Yeah. Would you say it was like the environment had anything to do with it that you grew up in? or? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, was home life pretty good and stuff? or? It was good to a point. Okay. Um, it started getting better, but as growing up as a kid, um, and my dad, uh, you know, he, he sold drugs, you know? Oh, we're okay, gotcha. Every, like every three months we were moving, man. Uh, oh, wow. I was never in one place for too long to right. reach Bell Mead. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as a kid, you know, I remember one time we were staying on Trice, um, oh. the feds came and raided the house and took them. Oh, wow. So I'm, I'm a little, little kid, bro. Right, See, right. Did that make you mad? Up. Did that make you angry? At law enforcement, it did. It uh, did, I seen, okay. I seen them as... Um, it was like the bad guys. Yeah. Okay. Because I was like, man, my dad just trying to take care of us, you know? Right. And my uncles did it, my cousins did it, I did it for a little bit. Okay. Um, so it was just something you grew into. Right. And my that, man, it was crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Growing up, you asked me what I wanted to do. Uh-huh. I, um, I was a nutcase, so I was like, man, I want to be a kingpin wago. Ain't oh, nothing wow. going to go on without <laughs> me knowing about it. Oh, okay. So, Oh, so that was, like, your mindset. Yeah. But, like, as a kid, too, you're not realizing, hey, that's not the way to go. Like, you know what I mean? It's like all the, the men in my family are doing this. You know what I mean? It's so I new. should be doing yeah, it, too. Oh, okay. No, that but that makes sense. But now, obviously, you don't think that way. No, no, my dad. I said it got better later because my, yeah. my mom and dad started going to church. and Oh, good. They didn't start taking it serious until I was 18. Okay. And so I, we lived our life and. Right now, now they're big and you know the um, assistance of the pastors. Right, they right. Run the HDR program out of church. And okay, they're, they're Christian people. They're good. Yeah, examples. You know, I For looked sure. up to them. Um, but as growing up, it wasn't there. Um, so kind of like, dang, why can't you have this when I was a kid? Uh, right, know, right. I probably would have turned out a lot different. No, but like, don't you agree that uh, like. <laughs> Don't Maybe those that. things happened for a reason. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, it like, made me, yeah. It made me firm. It made me tough. For sure. Um, and that, that's part of the reason why I believe, uh, you know, I made it through a lot of things I did go through. Right, right. Yeah. My mentality of uh, you hit me hard, I'm going to hit you back harder. Okay, got you. Um, so that helped me get through a lot of things. Right, right. Okay, so you know what? That, that you, that, that's a perfect entryway to start this next topic of the conversation. So so I invited Robert um, Arachiga to the public oh, yeah. affair. Um, you know, like I mentioned earlier, Robert is a cancer survivor, okay? And um, I, I understand that, once again, that that is a very sensitive topic. But um, I, get, I really want to thank you for agreeing to come on um, because I definitely have questions about how you were able to overcome it. Um, so starting with getting diagnosed with cancer okay <laughs> so um how old were you because you were relatively young from uh, what i understand at that time it was 2017 i okay. was just turned 22 that year okay yeah and you and so you guys only had one child at the time right or well, two have, well we already had two she was pregnant with the third okay we had, we had jason in uh may of 2017 i got diagnosed at september october of 2017 oh okay got you yeah, so so how does that whole thing happen i mean and, and first of all um Let's start with how did you find out? Oh, um, I was having a pain in my left side, a testicle. Okay. For uh, starting in 2016, matter of fact, I, right. had, I got hired at probation, juvenile probation, and we started working out with some friends. So I thought it was just a growing pain, you know, okay. in order for a whole year. Yeah. I was ignorant. I, I ain't like going to the doctor. Oh, so the pain was for, it was consistent for a yeah, year. For okay. A year. And it was uh, your left testicle. Yeah. Okay. Got you. And um, I ignored it for a year, man, because uh-huh. I don't like going to the doctor. Am I? Family history, there's a kidney failure, diabetes, right. liver, erosion, stuff like that. I just ain't want to deal with, you know. And um, 
it was actually Jason's third um, three month checkup. Okay. And we got the same primary doctor. Right. In in August, I was taking shower and um, I ain't lie, I scrubbing. I did it and it hurt really, really bad, more right. than usual. Right. Um, so out of curiosity, I started feeling. I felt a lump. I mm. kind of pressed on it. It felt, oh, wow. felt like one of them buttons on on the poppy buttons. Okay. But it didn't pop or nothing like that. But uh, that, right, right. You no, know, something like that. Like oh, that, that shouldn't be there. Right. And, uh, so was I, there was there no visual sign? I no, mean, okay, got no, you. I, I, was, I was good, bro. I was, right, I was fit. So I was, you don't even like th- right? Okay. And I was the type of person. I, as a teenager, I was outside with no t shirt on in the cold playing football. With my friends. Oh, okay, got you. I couldn't catch a cold. Couldn't catch a strip throat. Oh. I from my mama. Uh huh. I just couldn't catch no sickness. Right. So I thought I was invisible. I ain't gonna lie. Okay. Um, but when that was going on, we're at Jason's therapy checkup, thirty month checkup, and uh, Nadia. Told Doctor Steele, hey, and can uh, can, can you check check Robert? He got right. some pain there. Right. And he knows me. I, he's been in my primary doctor since I was thirteen. Okay, got you. So he's like, let me check you out, Robert. I know you're gonna come back. Right. So I'm like, okay, you know. So you know, I, did, I dropped my pants. He yeah. He checking. He's talking to me. You know. Uh huh. And um, he made a, he made a face when he when I said it's the left one. He went to the right one first to check it. Yeah, yeah. Went to the left one and he, when he touched it, mm, I died. You know, it hurt. And oh, he, okay. He made a face. Yeah. And uh, when he made that face, I just, the atmosphere changed, bro. That was it. Yeah, I can tell it, it was something serious about his face. You know, gotcha. I've known him since I was 13. Yeah. Bro. So I know him. And, uh, okay. made that kind of face and like, uh, I do blood work, Robert. Right, right. So I'm like, okay, then let's do blood work. Right. You know what, Robert? Um, I, I definitely want to get more into it, of course. So we're going to hold that thought. Um, but we're going to take a quick break, okay? And when we get back, I definitely want to um, learn more about your diagnosis. I want to learn more about how you overcame it. Yeah. And um, Robert is going to tell us a really, really compelling story about he, how he was able to overcome cancer at such a young age. Um, so we're going to take a quick break, guys, and we will be right back on The Public Affair. Hey, guys, I hope that you guys are enjoying this episode of The Public Affair. Before we get more yeah. with Robert Archiga, I definitely want to use this opportunity to give a, spon- a shout-out to some of our sponsors of this episode of the public affair this episode is brought to you by my boy sid rodriguez with elite barbershop located at hewitt drive you can call the number on the screen to book or download the cut app and walk-ins are welcome as well he also has marcus guerrero chris reyes santos cordova david rodriguez isaac and two new barbers clint and isai over there cutting your hair making you look super duper snackish to elite barbershop thank you guys so much for making me look really really good on all my episodes of the public affair since the very beginning sid rodriguez you're the goat bro keep your head up and keep doing you i love you love you love you so much of course the does hauling service with Julian and Anna Banda. They rent dump trailers. You fill it up and they haul it away. They also do junk removals and tree brush removals and haul cars in and out of town. Make sure you book now with the number on the screen. I always feel like that's that company you don't feel like you need until you actually need it. Sometimes the city's not coming to pick up all that stuff. You got to call Julian. Julian's got your back, bro. Thank you so much to Banda's hauling service for sponsoring this episode of The Public Affair. Ooh, to Jay Petal and Poke with Junior Fuentes, Thomas Roberts, and the entire family. They provide delicious, savory Japanese crepes and poke bowls which sounds amazing for dinner tonight. They also have handcrafted Thai rolled ice cream for dessert. You can choose from the menu or create your own, like I like to do because I like being in control, even though I'm a little submissive. Okay. <laughs> um, the locations are in University Park Drive and Hewitt Drive, and you can order online at jpedaltx.com. Thank you, Jpedal and Poke, for sponsoring this episode of The Public Affair. Ooh, of course, to Embrace Fitness with Lisette Luna and Amanda Switzerland. They teach group fitness classes that are fun and dynamic, darling. They specialize in total body workouts by Excolette and by Jackie and Zumba 
steps, Monday classes. Classes are Monday through Thursday at 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. You can also contact them to rent the building out for parties and small events. I've been to several parties over there. I think, I think I've seen you over there, right? Over there in China Spring. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> to embrace fitness with Lisa Luna and Amanda Switzerland. Thank you so much for sponsoring this episode of The Public Affair. And of course, to Lexus Auto Detail and Shine with Alex and Griselda Benitez, independently owned detail business. They take their time, but they do it absolutely right. They get every single corner. Set an appointment and they come to you. Make sure you contact them on the number on the screen to Lexus Auto Detail and Shine. Thank you guys so much for sponsoring this episode of The Public Affair and for making my car look super snackish. I appreciate you guys. All right, guys, we're going to get right back into it with Mr. Robert Arachiga and his story about surviving cancer. Thank you guys for tuning into this episode. Here we go. Hey guys, welcome back to this episode of The Public Affair with Mr. Robert Arachiga. Before we took off, um, Robert was just getting to where he was telling us that the doctor was feeling his um, left testicle and then detected the cancer. Um, You mentioned that the atmosphere changed and you you said that in his face, you can tell that something was wrong. Is Is it just a heart dropping moment for you or can you explain to us what was going on at that moment for you? Um, at that moment, I just knew something something was wrong. Okay. You know, um, and it wasn't going to go away by itself. Right. Uh, then when he said, let's go do blood work. Okay. Even then, um, we did the blood work, and I had to wait for the results. I, mm-hmm. It's not like he oh, knew like something was wrong, but okay. yeah, he just didn't know what it was. So we did the blood work, and we went back like a week or two later. And um, that's when he told us the news um, okay. uh, that I had, yeah. Uh, and my blood work showed that um abnormal um, cancer. Okay, gotcha. And um Nadia went with me, my wife, she went with me, and she actually was the one that cried about it. Mm. Um I didn't cry. I just kinda okay. Okay. Sure. Well, did you have like, I mean, were you feeling emotional at that moment or did you just have like, because you, you mentioned growing up, you always had like this tough exterior that you had to be tough about everything. Yeah. Were you just trying to stay strong in front of your wife or, or inside, or inside yeah. were you like breaking down? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He said, okay. my wife's there. She's crying already. How, right. me being the man, I I couldn't break down in front of her while she's already crying. Uh, okay. You know, um, yeah. I had to be tough, um, not for myself, but for her, you know, I had mm-hmm. to comfort her, even though I'm the one getting diagnosed with it and mm-hmm. she's crying i'm her everything you know I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm her man you know and um so i stayed tough for her and it was crazy i took a picture while she was crying to help myself laugh oh wow um <laughs> it, it was mean but it, i just i couldn't break down at that moment okay you know and um, well everything at this point is just kind of like a defense mechanism for you or a coping mechanism yeah in a denial to, okay denial, that, complete, yeah. complete denial right uh, so you didn't want to believe what he said yeah i couldn't okay. i mean like I told you earlier, I couldn't catch a cold outside right. playing with my shirt off playing football in the cold. Mm-hmm. Not let alone you tell me I'm, I got cancer. The cancer, and then, and then you know I, I think it's important to note too that you were 22 at the time. Yeah, and, and I think a lot of people think um, maybe that it's only a disease that maybe older, older people, people yeah, get. Yeah, you know what I mean? My, yeah. My grandma, she had the uh, kidney stuff, a kidney failure, and yeah. she, she, my grandma she was old. Uh, my cousin. He kind of too. He was younger, but mm-hmm. they say it's her- hereditary. It's passed down through bloodline. Oh, really? Okay. And um, nobody in my family we know of had cancer except okay. my mama's side had breast cancer. Right. And she passed away when I was in junior high. Okay. Um, your mother did, or my mother's aunt. Your mother's aunt. Yeah, okay, gotcha. She passed away when I was junior high. Uh-huh. And um, so he came back. He told us that two weeks later, and he like we have to go do a um, ultrasound. And I'm mm. like, oh, ultrasound? That's for women. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, they did it. Just measured the thickness of the okay. width of the the, right. the lump and um, it, it was testicular cancer yeah testicular cancer. okay yeah. got you yeah and uh and I, once i got that blood work bro it just went fast boom 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 one thing to the next oh wow 
And um, so we went to, from the blood work to him telling us, I, you know, you look like you have cancer. We're going to do mm-hmm. ultrasound. We're going mm-hmm. to go do the ultrasound. And when we coming back, like, yeah, it's, it's not looking good. We're going to have to have surgery, take it out. Um, went to go see the, uh, espina- or the what was it? Another doctor, a yeah, specialist. Yeah. Okay. I went to go see him. He told me about it. He told me what we're going to have to do, surgery, and then it didn't go away, then chemo. Okay. So I told him, all right, that's cool. You know, I ain't worried about it. Let's do it. Right. Um, now, now at this point, the, excuse me, um, is it is it the type of surgery that they think, because you mentioned that it was a lump on your testicle. They, so is it something that they think they can just take out? Or I, I really no, they, don't they, know. That's what yeah. I thought. No, okay. they, they took out the whole thing. It's like, oh, a, okay. it's like a, it looked like a golf stick, bro. Like the testicle, then got like a, the vines or whatever it's called. Uh-huh. I don't know the medical terms of it. Yeah, but look, so. if you look, look at a golf stick, that's how, that's how it looked like. Oh, wow. Took it out. Can I ask for the, a picture? The cancer does. No, the, or, the, what they took out. Oh, got you, got you. Yeah, okay. the, no, the cancer itself, it looked like a... Um, Freaking wart! Oh wow, you know, really? Blister, blisters, yeah, yeah, yeah. pimples. That's what it looked like. Wow. Okay. I asked for a picture. I, I mm-hmm. should have had him email it to me. Send me a picture of it. Okay. But I asked Doctor Espiny. I'm like, hey, can you take a picture when you take it out? Yeah. And he was cool. Like, yeah, I will. Um, he took it out, and when I went back, like follow up checkup. Okay. He showed me a picture, and it looked like a golf stick, man. Then he's mm-hmm. the thing just looked. It looked nasty, you know. Okay, gotcha. Um, but he told me good news though. He said, mm-hmm. uh, "Robert, looks good. You know, it didn't invade that stem. Oh, okay. It didn't invade it. Like, yeah. Like, okay, that's good." But we had to wait a couple, like another week or so before all the healings go down. Right, right. Before we did another body scan. Were you still in the hospital at this time? No, I was out. Okay, I, so I, it was kind of like an outpatient type thing? Yeah, okay. I, I went in that morning. Um, we did the surgery. I was out that same day. Okay. Um, I went home and I recovered. And then, yeah, after I recovered, about a week, week after I recovered, mm-hmm. uh, I had to go back in uh, for like follow-up. It's just checkup. Okay. Yeah, and that's when he told me that it looked good. Then the cancer stayed on that testicle. It didn't go up the stem or whatever okay. it's called. Yeah. So um, he was positive. Like this, this may be it, but okay. you know, we we got to do another body scan once it all dies down. Yeah. Um, so I went to go do the body scan. You know, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, you know, I'm good. Ain't nothing wrong. And that's when they seen that um, it skipped all that and went straight to the lip noise in my kidney. Oh. Around my kidney. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, which, which, from my understanding, isn't supposed to happen. It's supposed yeah. to leave a trail. From my, the way he explained to me, okay, he leaves it like a like it was trail. Supposed to leave. That's why he was so positive. Yeah. Okay. Got you. Um, then that's when I went back and he said, um, you know, uh, it, it grew into lip noise there, and mm-hmm. you're gonna have to do um, chemo and radiology. Oh, okay. And that's not his expertise. So I had to go see another doctor. Mm. I went to go see him. And at this time, I'm big in church, you know, back right. to, uh, uh, you go back up a little bit. In January, I yeah. went to a men's encounter at my church. You okay. know, I've been in church since, you know, where you're younger. Just, my dad didn't take serious. I was 18. For sure. My mom and dad. For sure. Um, so I've been going to the same church forever, about, yeah. about 18 years now. Yeah. And um, so I went to a men's encounter that January, and um, I told God, you know, I'm going to serve you. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm here 100%, you know. And there's a part, I can't get too much into it, but there's a part where we make a pack with God. Mm-hmm. Where we grab, um, well, they say, you know, Kind of put your hand there, and mm-hmm. God, you know, one woman, one 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 guy, one woman, one purpose type of type of oath saying, "I'm gonna oh. serve you and okay. be faithful to my wife." Oh, got you. Okay. And um, this ain't my first time being to a men's encounter, okay. but this is the first time I grabbed myself because back in the day, that's when they made an oath. We make oath to each other. Uh-huh. We're gonna grab. I, I swear, my kids basically. I'm. A, I'm oh, a, I'm okay. Come through, got I'm you. Come through on this promise. Mm-hmm. So that's what it is with God, you know. And um, that one time, I grabbed myself fully, right. grabbed myself like God, you know. I'm gonna serve you um, okay. for real about this. And that's that in January. So um, then got diagnosed later that year, uh, and it's just all ironic, bro. It's like, yeah, like, I, I'm thinking, you know, you, so you you make that pact, mm-hmm. okay, and then months later you get diagnosed yeah so are are you looking at life different at this point are you just kind of like maybe 
losing faith, if you will. Like, why is this happening to me? Like, I, you know, you know what I mean? Um, honestly, no, I, I didn't lose faith. Oh, okay. I, I, That's good. I thought when I first got, when they first told me, I denied it because it wasn't real to me yet. Right. It wasn't real. Now I prayed about it. I prayed about it because it's real big. So I prayed about it. Uh-huh. And I was, I was believing, I was believing what I wanted. What I wanted was God. God sent a prophet, whoever, yeah, a stranger, yeah. just to come pray for me, touch me. Mm-hmm. You're healed. God says you're healed. You don't gotta okay, go through that. That's gotcha. what I wanted, bro. Yeah, yeah. That's what I longed for. To be honest, right? Because um, the Bible says He can do that. For sure. You know? For sure. Um, so I wanted that. So I denied I had cancer because mm-hmm. you have power in what you speak. So I denied it. Verbally denied it. And um, then when He told me it looked good, I like, oh, okay, yeah, God's coming through. You know. Okay. Then I do that extra that body scan and it shows us in my in my lip noise by my okay. kidney, and I go to Doctor T. Um, as Indian man, he, he's pretty cool, but yeah, but real, he's real. He ain't no okay. sugarcoat nothing yeah, to around yeah. bush. Right. And uh, we we're talking about it, and uh, I told him I was like, "What if I deny going through this chemo?" Mm-hmm. Like, what you mean? Like, what you, what you mean deny? Like, not go through it, right? And I believe God's gonna heal me. What if I deny not to do this? Mm-hmm. And um, basically, said, that's your faith. Whatever you want to do. Okay. And I was like, okay, well, I believe God's gonna heal me through this anyway. Okay. So, um, so you uh, were gonna reject chemo? Yeah, honestly, okay. yeah. I, I, uh-huh. That's a, my thought. Um, I wanted, like I said, I wanted God to heal me. I mm-hmm. didn't, didn't want to have to go through that. Mm-hmm. And um, that was at the end of November, right? And I had to go to chemo uh, December seventeenth when we set it up. Oh wow! December right 17th. before Christmas. Yeah, yeah. And after my son's birthday, uh huh. It was a Monday. Yeah, I think it was seventeenth. I know it was a Monday though. Okay, it was a Monday. And um, my first day I went, my mama with me. My dad went with me, and uh, my mom was, she's a nurse, mm-hmm. um, so she wanted to go make sure they're going to hook me up everything. Oh, okay. Me. She wanted to make sure they're yeah. doing everything right. Yeah, okay. I'm my baby boy. I'm my only son. Of course. You know? Yeah, yeah. She, she's rear guarded with me. Okay. And what's crazy is she prayed that, uh, she, when she prayed for me, um, she was asking God to take it from me and give it to her. Oh, wow. And, um, basically, she said, God told her, this ain't your battle. Oh, okay. This ain't your fight. I got him. Don't worry. Um, Which is, you know. Anyways, I went, man. Yeah, I was getting prayer. emotional for a second. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. And, uh, I don't know how that just touched me. All right. <laughs> and uh, I went that first day. And okay. Like I said, I was denying it. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. praying that God was going to stop me before I got there, you know. Because I had every time I went, they were doing blood work to make mm-hmm. sure the levels were right. Right. Well, they weren't right. They were always wrong to me. And, and, and this is, again, when you they're just telling you that it spread to your kidneys. Is that correct? Yeah, like month all after. Okay, yeah, gotcha. month after. Yeah, all that happened with them from September, October to December. Gotcha. So getting a toe, getting a surgery, uh-huh. and and um, so I go see Doctor T first. I got to do my blood work, and mm. I'm, I'm I'm sitting there in the chair. I walk in, it's a little cubicle. It's somebody right there, me. I got my, and they let my mom and dad go back there because it's my first time. Right. And um, and I'm sitting there. They're about to hook me up and everything. They're waiting for my blood work to come back, mm-hmm. and um, so I'm thinking. Like, no, it's, it's not coming out good. I might have to go through none of this. I'm I'm good. Okay. And um, no, it 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 came back. I still had cancer. Mm. So they're like, okay, they hook you up to this. I want to give you this chemo treatment, a very aggressive one. And um, saying like, okay, all right. And can you can you explain to us what exactly is the process in taking chemotherapy? Oh, well, on my way, uh-huh. I didn't get the port. At first, okay. Usually, people have a port. I had, I got, I want to right. get in a week later, right here. But right. since I didn't have it, they find a good vein. Yeah, they, they look like an IV. 
okay. they stick you with it, then they hang it up. But the liquid, the chemo ice, cold as ice. Oh, wow. Cold as ice. You know, they get it out the freezer or fridge or whatever they have it mm-hmm. in, but it's cold as ice. And, um, you know, like IV, they, they make sure it's a good flow. They right, put it right. out and they shoot that saline in it okay. and make sure it's all clean. Because I didn't have a port that had to stick me in my veins. Right. And because it was my first time, I was nervous. I was anxious. I was scared. Honestly, I was afraid. Yeah. I was afraid, man. Okay. And um, Like now it's kind of setting in. Is that is that fair to say? Like this is this is actually like yeah, yeah, really yeah. happening. It's, yeah, okay. that's when I was like, God, you know, if you're show okay. up, show up, you know. And, yeah. just, and um, it, 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 it really hit in when they stuck me, the first mm. needle. Mm-hmm. I don't like needles, bro. Yeah, I never really liked shots. I really like never like needles. Yeah, um, for sure. So when they okay, when I find a good vein, this is my good arm. Yeah, you know, I always get poked here. I even got marks from how they poked me. Yeah, and um, they couldn't get it. Yeah, my good vein that is easily withdrawn from. They couldn't get it. So they told me, my total probably poked me like five, six times. Right oh here. wow! Okay. Then they jumped to the other arm, another five, six times over here, mm. and. And when they finally, they went back, they had to get like a new nurse to come in. Right. She got me on this one and she right. flushed. It was all good. And um, my mom left. My dad stayed there with me and uh, hooked up the chemo. And um, it was like ice going through my veins. Right, okay. I, I could feel it going through. And I just sat there like, like basically like, like, like that. Okay. Just in awe, like, this is real. This is happening. Did, you know, did the doctors, because I think a lot of people also think that, you know, uh, like only you'll only get it if you're like a smoker, you drink it, whatever the case is. Did the doctors ever tell you how yours I, ever I came it. about? Yeah. He, yeah. I asked him. He said it's, it's a freak accident. Oh, wow. cell grown in the wrong place. It's not a testicular cancer ain't hereditary. It's not okay. passed down through the genes. Okay. It's not what you, a lot of people told me, oh, you got to change the way you eat or mm-hmm. it's what you ate. It's, it's stuff like that. Yeah. But, well, because people think that like, while it yeah. may very well, um, like, like, I guess like smoking, you get lung cancer. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it would, um, promote it if it would not promote it. What's the word? Make I'm it more, for? um, liable. Uh, yeah. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but in your, in your situation, it's, it's freak, not like freaking nature. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, that's what told me, freak. I even re- researched it myself and right. There's not no, no blood correlation, nothing like that. Uh, <coughs> just a freak accident. Okay. So then you mentioned that it really sets into reality after your first IV. Okay. And, yeah. um, was the cancer like aggressive at this point? I mean, is there stages? Yeah. That, okay. I, um, just, I guess there's a stage one. Okay. And I think they go by ABC. Okay. I, I was in stage two C cause okay. it invaded my lymph nodes and my kidney. Got you. Um, so and were, you, were you feeling anything in that area? Cause, cause you just were like, okay, it only hurts right here. Mm-hmm. So you would have never even known had you not At gone all. to your checkup, had you not gone to your follow-up. Yeah, I would just stop there. Cause I'm not going to lie, Robert. I'm one of those people that I don't go get checked up and, and you know, I, now we should, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And, and you know, I, even like when I broke my foot, I hated going to the follow-ups, you know what I mean? And so I, I definitely think like how scary it could have been for you mm-hmm. that you didn't go like I mean if you wouldn't have went and said oh well they removed it I'm good now yeah you know what I mean and um yeah cause I ain't go to the doctor at all I wasn't the one to go mm-hmm. like I said I couldn't I couldn't catch a cold man a, a strep throat cold uh, I just couldn't get sick I got you so it made me feel like I was invisible okay like, ironic you know young you know young in mind no well of course yeah I like I don't get mind. sick so this isn't gonna happen yeah. to me okay so yeah. when they told me that I possibly had cancer I, mm-hmm. nah not me okay nah, got you me. Um, but yeah and 
then when they started sticking me, and that's when it was real, man. And, mm. and that first week, because I didn't have no port in my chest, right? Uh, my arms were like freaking heroin addict, like swollen needle oh, wow, arms everywhere. Really? Uh-huh. Then they wanted to try to leave it in, like tape it up and leave it in. And I'm like, no, nah, man, I got kids, you know, don't, mm-hmm. you know, they want me to hold them, they want to play. I'm not, I can't leave that in. Take right. it out, man. Uh, so every time I went that week, I went for a week straight, eight hours a day. And um, so each time I went back, they had to poke me. Gotcha. And uh, I went one week straight. Now I was off for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Now I went another week straight, off for two weeks. I did that uh-huh. for uh, from December all the way to February. Right. And, um, you know, yeah, eight hours a day, man. Uh, it's all I do is just sit there. For sure. And, uh, and, and so, you know, Robert, I mean, because you, you do have a family yeah. now, you know what I mean? And and so while you're going through this, you're also having to raise a family. Yeah. Um, How do you, how did you do so? Man, honestly, man, that chemo, it kicked my butt, man. Okay. I didn't even lie. That, that treatment, even though I sat there and it was just going, it was, it was just, flow, it wasn't going out, it was just flowing in. Right. Just flowing in. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was get done there. I'd be so wore out and tired. Mm-hmm. I, I'd go home and I'd just be in the, I'd be in the bed and. And I spent a lot of time alone, mm. a lot of time alone, man. I could hear my kids playing in another room. I could hear Nadia with them. At that time, my sister, my mom, and dad moved in with me to help, you know, keep things afloat, okay. my bills and stuff. So I'm like, oh. it's like, bro, I'm like Shout in the room. Shout out to the family. Ugh. Yeah, I'm and, sure that was difficult. Yeah, yeah, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have made it. Especially my little sister Felicity. You know, okay. she, she she was a uh, like like my my well, my wife and her Felicity. There were there were some strongholds for me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it was sucked about it, man. Felicity, my little sister. Mm. And um, as I got more into my chemo treatments, less I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. The more I wanted to stop. Right. And she didn't have really a job at that time, so she was the one taking me, man. Yeah. Like ninety yeah. percent of the time, she was the one there with me. Right. Not not even my wife went once or twice, but she you know she was with the kids. Right. Right. My dad went a couple of times. My mom went once. Uh, my grandpa went a couple of times. Um, Nemo, my homeboy, he showed up. Um, right. He think he went twice. Okay. And then the lady from church came up once because she was my mentor when I was a kid, and she wanted to get diagnosed with breast cancer. Oh wow! Okay. So she knew exactly what I was going through. Right. And so she showed up once to talk to me about it that first week, uh, but my little sister took me ninety percent of the time. Yeah, yeah. And um, I remember, man, asking her, "Was my I, I'm I got three sisters? I'm the mm-hmm. only boy, two older, and Felicia the younger one." So I remember one time going in the car. It was a morning time. I was really feeling it, mm-hmm. you know. I was like, where, where they at? And then I was drawing a max, like, where they at? And they, they haven't checked on me. I haven't, I haven't seen them. Oh, okay. And um, she kind of just, like, I don't know, they're around. I'm like, all right. And because um, my little sister, you know, I can't let her see me cry. Right. So I would look out the dry, the passion, passion the window, and um, man, I just remember bawling, bro. Mm. Um, you know, I had to gather myself because. I'm the big brother. Yeah, yeah. I can't let I can't let her see me weak. But even then, I still cried, bro. Yeah. And those mornings after that first week, it was okay, man. I ain't like that first week was okay. I like okay, I got this. I can handle this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I caught the flu. That ended, oh, my, wow. my first week getting it, I caught the flu. Okay. Uh, and it makes it almost worse. It made it worse. Okay. A whole lot worse. I, I was dehydrated. I had to go to the ER. Right. I was throwing up. My eyes was like all red from throwing up. Mm-hmm. You know, little things and eyes were actually. So I had red eyes, right? And um, and so I had to go to the ER, and, and um, it was bad. They couldn't really get a vein because my, okay. my veins were already degraded from the chemo. Yeah, for and, sure. And uh, I laid there. They sent me home. Yeah. And then that following week, when I had to go see Doctor Doctor T, uh, he looked at my blood work, bro. Mm-hmm. And he was like, man, based off your blood work, I need to put you in ICU. Ah, uh, like, but, but, but looking at you, you look totally fine. Right. And uh, at that moment, 
I knew God was with me. Yeah. At that moment, yeah. I was like, man, God, that, that's you. I can't, can't deny it. The doctor yeah. himself saying, based off blood work, I need to put you in ICU. For sure. Um, but I felt horrible. Right. And then um, now that was the first week. Then I advocated. I was like, I'm not coming back unless mm-hmm. I get a port. I'm okay. not going to let y'all stick me again 20 times to get a good vein. Right. Like, I do not want to go through that. Okay. Um, so we had a fight to get me a port because they were like, well, you already started. It used to be bad to have surgery, yada, yada. Okay. I'm like, no, nah, man, I want a port. And my mom, she's being nervous. She's, and and what is a port for people who may not know? It's like a, about like that big. Yeah. And it got a vein. It got a tube that runs straight into your vein. Oh, okay. So it's no longer having to stick your vein. They just, right. It's like a, if you cut out a circle on a poppet, Yes. It's just like that. They just stick okay. that. Boom. And they just put it right and it's, here it's, your Yeah, chest. it connects. Okay. It's 100% all it connects all the time. Okay, got you. And yeah, I got it on my chest. Let me scoot this back. Some. Yeah. I got it right here. I even got like a, a yeah, host like a still. Scar. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you want to see it. I, I, sure. Well, only you can see it. But, you know. Okay, yeah. And I can barely see it. It okay. used to stick out. Like if I do your elbow like right. that, imagine your elbow right there. Yeah, yeah. It for just sure. stuck out like that. Okay. And, and that's when it was a little easier. Yeah. The only problem about that, man, is. When they did the the saline and the chemo, okay, saline I could taste it a lot faster, right? Oh, okay, yeah. It's like a, is it like a metallic yeah. taste? Okay, and yeah. then the chemo instead of coming from my arm, it uh-huh. spread it from my chest. Wow. And um, so at that time, uh, that's when I started having anxiety attacks. Oh wow! I didn't know I didn't know at the time. I just tell them I can't breathe and my chest is closing okay. up, and they were saying you're you're just anxious. Calm down, calm down. For sure. They even had the the machine come out and put it on my to make sure I wasn't having a heart yeah. attack, and um. Then they had to start giving me my medication, uh, Xanax, and I said, yeah, Xanax bars, yeah. Okay. They had to start giving me that, yeah, uh, to calm me down. Um, but even then, outside of all that, I think the the week the week before I started my second round, yeah, I was laying down, I had to wear a mask because that's when I got just got over the flu for sure, and my chest started itching. Mm. I'm like, what the hell, you know? So I scratch it, I ignore it, itch again, I do it, and this right. time I, I pinch. I don't know why when I did that, I have some hair. Like, what the hell oh, is wow. That? Okay. And I, my mask is like, like that, like barely covering my face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do like that, and my chin hair is falling out. I'm like, what the hell? So I, I get up and run. I think Naya was in the kitchen, so I run to her, and I'm like, babe, my hair's falling out, babe. I'm like, nah. So, you know, I do like that, and yeah. And then I go to my mom and dad, and uh, mm-hmm. my little sister there, and she's in my mom and dad's room. So I tell them, you know, I do my hair, and like, my hair's falling. And it wasn't so much from here, mm. it was right here. And, um, like no, I, I, that's when I got sad, bro. For some okay. reason, I got sad. I'm like, what the hell? Right, like, right. Like, why is this happening to me? No, you know? I understand. Yeah, and uh, it's just hair, bro. You you wouldn't yeah. think losing your hair would make a big impact. But uh, that's almost like it's like telling you, okay, yeah, this is it's for real. real. For yeah, 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 okay, yeah. And um, so before I break down, I'm I'm, I'm gonna take a shower. Uh, um, I took a shower, bro, and I washed. I did, you know, wash your hair, wash your body, whatever. Mm-hmm. And when I opened my eyes. Man, it's like somebody blew a um, a fan on in the barbershop. There was hair everywhere. Oh, wow. Okay. And that's when I stepped out the shower and I looked at myself in the mirror. I'm like, bro, like. What was it like seeing yourself like it, that it, for the first time? It wasn't me. Okay. It, it, I mean, I, I kept my hair short, but yeah. it was bald. Okay. Like, like like forehead bald. Like, you know, like bald, bald. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just like you're looking at yourself, but you're not who you yeah. are, you know? You know, I have a question. I kind of want to go back to where... Um, you know, you mentioned that you were with your sister and then you might have started having yeah. some some doubts that, you know, people were actually caring enough to check on you and such. Um, did you ever feel that like, you know, you're, you're going through all these things that 
for you obviously would seem like unfair. Yeah. You know, and so did you ever feel like as much as people were trying to support you, you you like no, it's like, like it wasn't did you enough. see what I'm trying to ask? Like, yes. Like it wasn't Yeah. Um Because I, I think one of the biggest things is like, you know, like I, I just had an uncle that recently passed away from cancer, yeah. like just a, a couple months ago. And it was always hard to like ask, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. When you know, you know what and I mean? I think that's the problem that my family was having with my sister. Okay. I kept a small circle. I didn't really tell many people. Right, right. Um, For the reason, in fact, you know, the way I thought, I, I don't want nobody to be the weak link. Okay. If anybody's going to be weak link here is going to be me. So y'all can lift me up if I'm getting too down. Yes. Uh, so that's why I told specific people. I didn't tell a lot of people. I didn't tell. I just told specific people, and um, but my my big sisters, you know, them being my sisters, I, I fear they'll be there every day. Okay. Uh, I, I, but they, you know, <clears throat> they, they, you know, they they weren't, you know, not not like not like I wanted them to be, you know. I love them. They love me. Then I'm their little brother, you know. Oh, and, yeah. But they used to me. They're used to me being a little big brother. Yeah. Um, so the time they did showed up, I remember one time my big when my big sister showed up, man. I, I sat there, I was after my first round, my first week. Mm-hmm. I just hugged her like Max, man. Hurting me, man. I don't want to do this, and um, she cried. You know, my mm-hmm. big sister. She, I'm her little brother, so she hugged me and she said, "You're gonna be all right. You got this." You know, and um, and uh, she, she when she hugged me, I, I just broke down. Yeah. I really did, you wrong. It wasn't fair, bro. I was serving God. I was doing right. everything right. I was taking care of my, my wife, my babies. Yeah. I had my own house. I was buying it at the age of 20. You know, I got my house a year before that. So at 21, I had my own house. Mm-hmm. I had my career. I just finished college, bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. I was doing well for myself. I was right. serving God, too. You know, I was there every Sunday, every men's group. I was active, bro. And um, so for that to come to me, I, my first question was why right, yeah. why me god yeah, what did sure. i do so wrong for you to punish punish me you know like then you down across from my sins then mm. you say all that was done so why why i gotta face this battle right and um and, and they're doing the best that they can to be a support system for you yeah but like in your mind because you're going through this you're just kind of like it's like not n- n- like nothing's good enough like is that fair to say like they, yes it is good enough now looking back at it but oh, at yeah. the time you're like best I, they could do yeah it's the, the best, best they, they can do, do. absolutely but yeah i wanted more if, okay. you ever, if you're asking yeah i wanted a lot more i wanted right. you to be there every day i wanted you to pick okay. me up i wanted you to walk me to the chemo door i wanted you to go sit with me while i got my chemo right. um it wasn't fair to my little sister felicity mm-hmm. she's the baby but she had to step up and like i said she was there 90 percent of right. the time like like there was times my dad went but he left Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he had to go take care of business and right. um, work and stuff. But because it's so hard too, because like I'm his only son. Like well, that and then life just doesn't pause at all either. Not for you me. Know? Not yeah. for, it kept going even though I I had you know FMLA from working whatever. Right. Nothing stopped. My kids were still growing. My baby yeah. was still growing. By the time I got done with everything, my baby was walking. Right. You know I didn't. Get, it was his first Christmas, and I I didn't get to spend it with him. Right. And I was I, in the bed because I was covering from flu yeah. and everything. And then I, I imagine how hard it is for you actually going through it and stuff. And then I also imagine how hard it is for, like, your loved ones around you. Yeah. Um, that, like, you know, obviously they're trying to make accommodations as best as they can yeah. to, to, to be there for you and stuff. But then, you know, once again, their life yeah, doesn't stop life. either. They still have the bills to pay and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that's just the life we, we live in and stuff like that. What, what advice, Robert, do you give to... Um, to um, somebody to best support a loved one going through what you went through just to be there yeah you, you don't gotta say word mm-hmm. you don't gotta 
try to convince them it's gonna be okay. Yeah, it's just being present, bro. Right. That's what matters. Being present, Let, letting them see you. Cause okay. when they're ready, they're gonna reach out to you. For sure. They want to talk to you about it. But if you're not there, then who they gonna talk to? You know, right? And, and your and your family did. Yeah, I mean a lot of it, and your friends. Yeah, it sounded friends, like, yeah Nemo yeah. showed up for me. Uh, my sisters. A lot of people were there for you. Uh, mm-hmm. Even my my friend that was locked up was saying his dad to go check on me. Right. You know what okay. I mean? That's real love for sure. And, and for Noel, he's been my brother since I was junior high. It's almost right it's almost like a, um, an experience. Like like you really know the people that are really yeah, there for you. Yeah, really yeah. show up for yeah. Okay. And um, when I rang the bell, a lot of people showed up. Then you know my oh, aunts, good. my cousins, yeah. uh, Noel, Carlos. Uh, yeah. We had him on the show, Carlos. Oh yeah, Carl, I love yeah. Them. Yeah, my friends, we grew, we broke bread together. So they showed uh-huh. up when I rang the bell, and uh, my sister made a sign. My brother kid catching in the balls. Yeah, I had ball catcher, you know. So oh, she made that's a cute. Sign. I'm not gonna lie, that is cute. Yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. nice for her. Yeah. No, I, and I do want to, you know, I do want to talk about, you know, you ringing the bell and stuff. So obviously, you're you're now cancer free. They call it cr- remission. They call it remission. I call oh, it okay. healed. They, okay. Medically, they say remission. I say okay. healed. Okay, got you. Can you talk to me a little bit about just you know before we wrap up? Um, you know, you you going into remission. I guess again, yeah, apolo- yeah. I apologize for oh, not. Fine. Yeah, um, and then you getting to ring the bell and everything's over. So so what's that all like? How long was it before that happened? Um, January, February, uh, end of February. Oh, it was wow. um four times. Well, twelve weeks. Yeah. Okay, got you. Twelve weeks. Um, I I rang on the last day of my chemo, which is February twenty uh-huh. third. Um, so it was a twelve week process altogether, and um, when I rung it, I thought it was done. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I honestly thought it was done. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have to worry about it no more. Um, I, like I, said, I thought my understanding is I was healed, but they got the remission. Right. Um, so after I rung it, they still told me you had to worry about it coming back. So you got to come every three months for a checkup. Okay. And every six months, then every year. As you get further out, you know, you drop down. I mean, something I go back. Okay. But when I want you run it, man, it felt like I just run the champion, man. Yeah. I was happy for sure. Um, even though I was, I was couldn't really express it. Cause I was so tired and wore out. Uh-huh. I was happy, and I had family that was celebrate with me. And yeah. um, it was yeah, it's just like you won a championship, man. You just right. Ding, 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 yeah. and everybody, the nurses, everybody coming congratulate okay. you and tell you good job. Um. At the same time, it's like, dang, this is all I get. You know, just ring a bell. Uh-huh. That's how it signify I beat cancer. Like, there got to be more. Okay. Um, it wasn't though. It was just ringing the bell. Yeah. I mean, but even then, that's good enough. I mean, it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. And then you know, family was there. We took pictures. We celebrated. Right, right. But even then, there was there was some backstory behind that that you know is really part of my story to tell. Um, that affected me with God. Okay. Um, I'm like, how can you? It's kind of like, how can you heal me but not them type of situation. Um, so he, I had to get deal with that in, in in a separate way. Well, you mean when you say them, are you talking about other people that are going through this as well? Or no, um, I had a, um, I knew a little girl. She got sick the same time I got sick. Oh her, wow. Hers was a little different. Okay. Um, but the day I rang the bell is the day she passed. So I had, oh wow. And I knew her. I know her family and everything. Yeah. They're real close to me. I yeah. love them. Uh, they supported me and my mom, and um, we support them. You know their family, their family. Yeah, yeah. And um, so the day I rung my bell, it was joyful. Then later today, we get that news. Okay. And it hit me more because I'm like, you know, how can you let me keep going? Mm. Why not her? Mm. So I had to deal with my faith. You know. Mm-hmm. And that's when it's really like you said, um, 
faith battle. Okay. That's when it really hit me. Right, right. Because it wasn't fair. Well, because a lot of people, would, I feel like, would lose faith at that point. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like, how can I continue to pray to you, healing this one? All right. This happened on the side. Yeah. It, like I said, it's not my story to tell, but it connects with me. Okay. Because how can I really celebrate and say God's a healer when he didn't heal her? Uh, but even then, our job is to pray. Okay. Our job is to believe. It's in his hands. Mm-hmm. That's what the Bible says. Right. Pray. Okay. You know? Um. So I, I live with that. That's why I, uh, for the longest, I never told nobody about my story. Bro. Okay, gotcha. Because I feel my story is wrapped in, wrapped in with it. Okay. Even then, there's even then there's victory there. Mm-hmm. Her her uh, funeral was funeral was beautiful, right? Amazing. So many people packed out. She touched so many people, mm. and that just gives me inspiration of when I go, I want to I want a funeral like that. Mm. I want to know that I touched a lot of people. Okay. She can do it in her time frame of few years. Yeah. And what can I do with all the time God's given me? Okay. Wow, that's, yeah, I'm that's, sorry, getting off subject. But yeah. No, 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 you're not. It's, it's definitely powerful, and you know, I. I can't imagine thinking about like how you went through all that. And I applaud you for your bravery for coming on to, you know, talk to us about your, your situation. Um, you know, you mentioned that you're in remission right now. Yeah. Um, so how long have you been in remission? Four years. Four years. So now now I'm down to once a year. Okay. Okay. So that's some pretty good stuff going forward. Have you had to make any major life changes post ringing the bell and stuff like that? Like, in regards to, like, taking care of yourself more, like, I mean, are you still, you know what I mean? I gained some weight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I no, but you weight. know what I mean, right? Like, I mean, so there's probably, I mean, like. I, I know what you mean. Um, yeah. I think one of the biggest changes I've taken is I'm not letting opportunities pass by me. Right. Okay. I'm no longer in the back waiting for somebody to come get me. I'm in the front. Okay. Yeah, you. My my mentality now is you're gonna see me. Yeah. I'm gonna make a difference where I'm on, wherever I'm at. I'm gonna be that light in the darkness for sure. And a lot of times, I, like I said before that, I'll just let opportunities go by. Nah, mm-hmm. I'll do that later. And I'll, I'll apply for that job later. I'll talk uh-huh. to that person later. Now, any chance I get, I'm gonna let my story be told. Mm. And um, that's just something inside of me, just to. There's nobody. There's somebody out there facing something that right. we don't know. It may not be may may not even be cancer. Okay. Maybe a job loss. It may be them losing somebody. Mm-hmm. And my story, yes. There's despair. There's fear. There's mm-hmm. sadness. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, there's victory. Yeah. And that that's what I'm, I mean. It's not me. It's all God. You know. Okay. And I'm not. I, I, that's nothing. I don't like speaking about it because I don't want. I always get told, "Are oh, you a soldier? You're a warrior." Mm-hmm. But yeah, but you didn't see me. In reality, you didn't see me crying every day. Right. You didn't see me looking in the mirror and seeing death every day. It wasn't my own strength that got me there. Gotcha. You know, it was yeah. part of my belief that got me there. And okay. guys, would you know, the guys would carry me through it. Oof. Wow, Robert, that is some powerful, powerful stuff. Um, do you ever, do you ever want to use this opportunity to be like a motivational speaker when it comes to stuff? I mean, you you went through it mm. for four years, and you're you're good now. You know mm. what I mean? And now you're down to only getting—is it getting checked just once a year? Or is that, yeah, I yeah. just I just recently had my one year checkup okay. um, back in March. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and and so you you obviously there's a lot of people that survive this. You know what I mean? And then mm. there's unfortunately a lot of people who, who don't. You yeah. know. Um, do you, do you ever feel like you're maybe put in this place to to be a motivational speaker when it comes to it and say, you know, I can really touch the lives of people that are going through something similar and, yeah. you know, maybe encourage you to go get checked out and stuff like that? Yeah, I, I believe what I went through was for a purpose. Okay. You know, I, I don't doubt anything I haven't been through have been for a purpose. Right, right. And um, what's, what the hardest part about be, 
Now I believe is speaking to somebody about it mm-hmm. when they lost somebody behind it. Yeah. You know, it's kind of get they get that it gets that why'd you survive and not them type right. of feeling type of I've been asked that too by people that's close mm. to me like uh, why'd you survive? You know, and, and um it was a hard question to ask cuz uh, honestly I can say uh, I'm a fighter. I was born fighting. Mm-hmm. Um and I wasn't going to take no loss. Okay. Um but at the end of the day it was it could have went left easily. Absolutely. Easily. Yeah. There was times where I felt so weak to breathe, man. Right. Uh, times I told you, like I told you, I, the time I thought of suicide, I'm not a, and I don't, I never thought that. Right. I was never one to think about taking my life ever. Right. But during that time frame, you don't know how many times it passed my mind looking right. at the closet. I'm like, I can end this all right now. Wow. I don't got to go through this. I can end this. And, and you know, it, it goes back to saying when I was asking you earlier because you're you're going through this situation that's mm-hmm. obviously very um, traumatizing and such, and you're almost put like in this negative mindset where like the the people around you are doing the best they can, but you are feeling like no, you're not, and yeah. this is all unfair. You know what I mean? And and now I'm like getting thoughts of suicide. Almost, do you, do you see what I'm saying? Like you know, and do do you think back at those moments and say, wow, like. I, I really did overcome this and the people around me really did the best they could. You know what I mean? And yeah, now, yeah. now that I think about it now, mm-hmm. I, I see it as I take the, I take the harder route. Mm-hmm. It's easy. It's, I'm not saying it's easy to die, but it's harder to live. Okay. Especially when you're going through the chemo treatment and your body's eating itself up. Right. You're getting weaker. Your face is sunk in. You don't recognize yourself. Right, and right. Like I said, when I looked in the mirror, all I seen was death. Right. And I had to keep telling myself, this is how I think I over, you know, helped me overcome it because I kept telling myself, you're healed. You're healed. Mm. I ain't see it. I ain't feel it. Right. If you, I mean, if you would have seen me, you would have, dang, boy, you look like death. Wow. You know, you would have told right. me that. Yeah. I honestly did. Uh, body sunk in, bone sunk in, and I. And, Sometimes it's just hard for me to breathe. Okay. It was hard for me to breathe. It was like I had a weight on my chest. Wow. And there was times where I would lay there and uh, Nadia, as being my wife, she'll lay, like, kind of not on me, but hugging me. Yeah. She'll cry. And oh, um, Nadia. Ugh. She had to be strong for right. me, for the kids. For the kids, yeah. And um, I remember one time she was hugging me. Um, Felicity walked in the room and mm-hmm. my little sister, and all she could do was hug Nadia. Because all. Just crying, bro. Yeah, they more so crying. I, I know I was, I was too tired to even cry at that time, yeah, bro. Yeah, and I, was, I just got done with my chemo treatment. I was just laying there like, God, this ain't fair, God. Mm. This ain't fair. Why, mm-hmm. why are you putting us through this? And um, but in the mornings, man, when I had to go to that chemo treatment. Right. I, I, I was like a kid that didn't want to go to school. Right, right. You know, I don't, babe, I don't want to go today. Don't, don't, don't make me, babe. Right. And uh, she was like, you got to, you, you got this. And my little sister, same thing. And uh, I'll cry, bro. I ain't even lying. I'll cry. Right, yeah, for I sure. I wasn't much of a crier, but um, just going through that, man, that's the only thing. I, it, it, it's That's the only way I could express myself, no, you know? yeah, absolutely. you're fighting something you can't touch. Yeah. I can't go in and I'm done. Right. You know, it was a fight. And it felt like the harder I stepped forward to beat it, the harder it hit me. Right, right. And then too, he took my doctor. He wanted to take the aggressive route of it. You know, mm. he he could have took a lighter route. You know, right. now that I'm looking back at it, he could have. Okay, we're gonna branch this out over a couple of days. We're gonna mm. do this like this. No, he said we're, we're gonna take aggressive route. You know, uh, gave me the hardest chemo. I can't remember the name. Of it. it was the hardest one because mm. he told me that I was gonna lose my hair, but at the end of it all, right, right. So I wasn't expecting to lose it a week after my first chemo uh, round. Okay, and um, 
they when I seen old people there, bro, it just like, think how can you how can you do this? It's eating me up. I imagine it was doing to you. Mm. Uh, but then too, not everybody's chemo treatment was the same. Right. Like mine was more aggressive. There's probably more light. You Got know, you. Yeah, for sure. They do it differently for everybody. And, uh, mm. I remember I met this old lady there, man. I met her three times. A little old lady. And um, what's crazy about her is the reason I remember her because I had a dream about her. Mm-hmm. I had four dreams about her. Mm-hmm. And they weren't pretty. They weren't nice. Um, it was kind of like in a scary movie when the old lady's trying to take you. Oh, yeah. It was just like that. Four times. Exact same. I'm laying there and she's like, come come with me. You know, And behind her, nothing but darkness. Right. Come with me. Come with me. And I'm getting, sitting there screaming, yelling at her. No, I can't. I can't. I can't. And I wake up sweating and stuff. And, you know, crying. And, um, and even on top of that, bro, I, had, I remember one time. Right when the first first all I got diagnosed and everything, I was asleep taking a nap, and I um I rode over to the right and yeah. in my corner I seen a black shadow, and it came at me. Oh! And I, I remember screaming, "Oh shit!" And I kicked yeah, the punch. Yeah. I'm laying down in the bed, nodding, and the kids are there watching TV, and so she, she turned the light. What, what's wrong? What's wrong? Yeah. I'm like, it was coming for me. It's coming for me, and um, nothing's there. She right, turned the light right. on. There's nothing there, and and um, I was spooked. Yeah, for oh, sure. Poop. It's like, you know, sure. like you go to camp park when you're younger and mm-hmm. get scared and you just kind of like have to chill. That's how I was. Okay, I got you. And I, I was afraid for no reason. Yeah. It just spooked the crap out of me. My mom and dad got there, you know, they prayed for <sighs> me. And and that, that and, you know, that's why I knew it was going to be a fight. It wasn't sure. going to be easy. Okay. But you yeah. made it through it. Yeah. And, and I'm so grateful to see that you are, you you, you look healthy. Oh, yeah, I gained um, some weight. <laughs> <laughs> um, you look great. Um, I, I'm so sorry that you and your family had to deal with all that. Um, and I'm just so proud that you're alive and well. Um, and, you know, I, I really hope that you can um, really help touch and inspire people that are that yeah. are going through this, that might be losing hope, that, you know, are going to throw in the towel like you said you were going to. And, you know, like, yeah, no, just that's keep fighting. the worst fighting thing we can do, man, is yeah. give it up. Yeah. Worst um, thing. Gosh, Robert, un- unfortunately, we ha- we have to wrap up. I, we, <laughs> I, we could sit here for hours. Um, yeah, we could. I but, could. Yeah, no, but honestly, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your story. Um, post-cancer and life now, you and the kids and the wife, Nadia, who I love, um, shout out to her. Yeah. How, how are things? What do you guys do and, and stuff? Are you, are you guys working on anything? or? Well, right now, we're just working on getting a bigger house. Okay. I went back to school, get a master's in social work. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to help more people. For, oh, awesome. Um. So I'm doing that school, full time okay. work, full time parent. You know, yeah. We're busy. I'm busy. Okay. And, gotcha. Um, but I just wanted to come on. I want to thank you for letting me come on. No. Uh, yeah. I feel like, you know, if anybody, I hope it helps somebody what you're going through. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. Right. Um. It's not. <sighs> I just, I, I, wow, we'll continue to pray for you and your family. Anybody who's affected by this disgusting disease, I've yeah. seen it take too many people that, and it's so sad. Um, I've had people it doesn't on the discriminate show. either. It doesn't, doesn't black, it, it, white, Mexican, old, young. Mexican. Yeah. And, and, you know, and that was part of the reason why I had you on because you were so young and you were healthy and you were athletic and it still happened to you. Mm-hmm. And, and then even the, the visual, like oh this is cancer but then to for it to have spread to your kidney we, you guys we gotta we gotta check ourselves oh yeah, yeah definitely. we gotta like yearly take, check yeah. up if you as soon yeah. as you feel something awkward man mm-hmm. go tell the doctor yeah. don't wait on it don't sit on it uh, i think if i would have went sooner uh-huh. i wouldn't have to go through everything i went through okay um so as soon as you feel something awkward a lump a bump a pain yeah man that's what doctors are for they right. went to school they know what they know you know so you go uh-huh. check them out and even even if you're a believer a christian man mm-hmm. God gave these people the knowledge and wisdom to know what they're doing. You know, you can say God, like me, I've put in God in the box. I wanted him yeah. to heal me supernaturally. Okay. 
but no, he's he's not somebody you put in a box. He can use anything, use anybody to heal you, touch you. Yeah. Um. So that's what we as Christians, I believe we we mess up. Gotcha. Put him in a box, but no, he he you can't contain him. Okay. He's gonna do what he's gonna do when he wants to do it, right? And how he wants to do it. Yeah. For me, unfortunately, he delivered me through the pain. Right. You know, and I, I made me a lot wiser, a lot smarter. Yeah, a lot more grateful. If anything, a lot more grateful. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say because I mean, you 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 were open, um, you know, prior to us talking, like you were open about like a lot of things that you did in the past that you're mm-hmm. not so proud of, you yeah. know, like in regards to infidelity and stuff like that. And I was gonna say, do you think this puts you in a different headspace, like going through all this? You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it yeah. most definitely makes me more grateful for my right. for my wife, my kids, my my parents, for sure, uh, the ones that showed up for me, and um. Shout out to your sister. Shout out to oh, your yeah, friend. Yeah. Shout they, out they, to they okay, everybody. Your wife. Your them. wife, who I love. Shout out Nadia. I love you. <laughs> she is. She's so kind. <laughs> so beautiful. Yeah. Um, wow. God, Robert. Again, I, I, we could sit here for hours. Unfortunately, we we do have to go. But <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, yeah. no. Thank you for sharing this. Honestly, this powerful story. I, I really, you know, like I said, we touch on real topics here on the public yeah. affair. And while most episodes are a lot more inappropriate <laughs> you know this is a real situation that people are going through unfortunately and yeah, i just it's out there yeah it's out there and uh you know guys let's just keep faith let's stick together and anybody who needs a support system you know reach out to your family your friends yeah, and, yeah most definitely yeah, um, i think know. i made a mistake of, of keeping it closed okay because after i got done there was a lot of people reached out to me like bro if i would have known i would have been there right you right know? and but everything um, happened for yeah, a reason, everything, yeah. for sure. Everything and happened for a reason. And, uh, God, and Robert, you know, if you got just thank you and <laughs> for sharing the story. I, I tried not to cry so many times. <laughs> OK, but no, you're you're a, you're definitely a warrior. You're definitely a brave person. You're definitely strong. Yeah. I wish you and your family nothing but health in, in the future and thank success. You. And um, God, thank you. Thank you so much Thank for, you, yeah. for this wanna, very interesting. Glory to him, man. Yeah. Um, is there anything you want to leave us with? Um, anything last minute shout outs? Any like words of encouragement? Anything like that? Um. Yeah, man. Um. For the ones that are going through it, cancer, like I said, cancer, disappearance, uh, loss, whatever. Mm-hmm. There's a reason behind it. Don't be afraid to speak on it. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Mm-hmm. You know, with cancer alone, it's scary. We hit that. We hear that word cancer. You get scared. You freeze mm-hmm. up. But even if a guy don't heal you how he wants you, how you want to, it doesn't mean that he's not with you. Okay. He's going to be there. He's going to guide you through it. And most importantly, don't lose faith. Don't lose hope. Right. Always fight. Even if you got to kick and scream to the finish line, cry every day, just keep going forward right. with it. And reach out to your family and loved ones. Know that they're for you. They, they're support. It's about that support being there. Even if you don't want to talk, just have them there. Right. And, um, It'll, it'll all work out and um give a shout out to man my wife i love you babe nadia and my, my kids my sisters you know my yeah. mom dad andrew thank you for having me oh. here i know your name now <laughs> okay <laughs> robert don't get beat up after this all right We're, okay <laughs> no. Yeah, no but thank you for it was an honor um when you reached out to me i was like uh, what, what do you i got to offer for you, you oh know? goodness but no i again, it's an honor I, being here it's it's definitely something i just felt like in in my soul i had to touch on again and mm-hmm. unfortunately it's something that's affected my family and some close loved ones mm-hmm. um all too often in the past few months and i've been quiet about it as well um yeah, no, no, uh, we gotta speak out about yeah it. we have to so and, this is a disgusting disease but i'm i'm grateful to know you and i'm grateful that you came on the show to to tell your story and i really hope that it can touch some people and give some people some hope um wow okay 
Robert, Arachiga, <laughs> I'm trying not to cry. Shit. Okay. <laughs> thank okay you so cry. much for coming on this episode of the Public Affair. Okay. Thank, um, thank you to everybody who tuned in and watched this very, very important, informative episode of the show. Um, before we go, I definitely want to use this opportunity again to once again thank you. Shout out to everybody in Robert's circle, including his family, sisters, mothers, fathers. Mother and father, excuse me, um, friends, everybody that supported him and, and anybody who's going through this, you know, just reach out and don't be scared. Um, yeah. Gosh, uh, before we wrap up, guys, I definitely want to give a shout out to just a few more of our sponsors of this episode of The Public Affair. This episode is brought to you by Soka Soccer Academy with Dominic Gutierrez and Ariana Gutierrez located on Franklin Drive. They offer a team, small group and individual skill training. They also have elite skills training to make your kid a superb star athlete. They also have open play on Monday nights and Wednesday nights for ages 16 and older at 830 with Coach Amaro. I call him Silly Benz because he's Silly Benz. It's only $5 <laughs> to play. Make sure you follow on Facebook at Soka Soccer Academy and on Instagram at Soka Soccer 254. Thank you, Soka Soccer Academy, for sponsoring this episode of The Public Affair. Of course, to Boyo Box and Audio with my boy Jeffrey Monreal, home for all your LED needs and auto accessories, installation of stereos, door speakers, and audio systems. He also specializes in building custom subwoofer enclosures and much more. Definitely a jack of all trade. And if you want your car looking super snackish like snackish like mine, you're gonna hit up my boy Jeffrey Monreal, your one-stop shop to get everything done in one roof. Don't you love him? I love yeah, that guy. I know too. He's yeah, the kindest people. person. Oh, I love him. He's so he smart. Did my tent. Yeah, mine too. Yeah. Yes. And my car. I, and let me not go there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Jeffrey Monreal, yeah. thank you so much for sponsoring this episode of the Public Affair. And of course, the fat boy Michelada and Botana, my boy Junior Banda, who provides the best Michelada and Botana plates for yourself or for a party. He has a menu of tons of different items, including Botana bowls, chamoy, pickles, and more. And he's constantly working on more things. He's locally operated, so make sure you get the best and not the rest. Follow on Facebook and Instagram at Fat Boy Michelada and Botana and place your order now. And can I just say, um, Junior Banda, be checking on me. That guy supports this show like. Jeez, I love that guy. Thank you so much, Junior Banda, for all your support. To everybody who tuned into this episode, thank you guys again so much for taking this direction with me. It was definitely sensitive. It was it was yeah. hard for me to try and touch on. And I, I really hope that I mean, I'm thankful that you came on and shared your story. And yeah. I, I hope I made you feel comfortable. And oh yeah, yeah. I you know, yeah. Um I just believe somebody gotta hear it. it Help somebody. Help somebody. I agree. Even if it's just one person in. Right. We, we did our job. We, we had this platform. I had to use this platform for this. I'm sorry. I just did. You know what yeah, I mean? No uh, yeah. So, uh, Robert, thank you. <laughs> thank yeah. you so I'm trying, you know, okay. <laughs> and don't forget, darling, to always keep it between us. <laughs>